0: Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast, By the Still Water. It is our intent that these messages be an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. Silicon Valley is the densely populated area around the San Francisco Bay in California. It is called Silicon Valley because it is the birthplace and home of many of the biggest and most important computer companies in the world. Driving down the road, you can see offices for Apple Computer, Google, Yahoo, Intel, and many others. But if you are driving down Highway 101 in Silicon Valley, community of Mountain View, you might notice a very appropriate sign for the area. Just off of the Shoreline Boulevard exit, you can see a sign for the Computer History Museum. Now, Some might wonder about a history museum dedicated to something that has only been around for a few decades. That assumption is not quite right. Tools to aid in complex calculations have been around for centuries. From completing simple addition problems to charting the movements of stars, they share the same basic function as the modern digital computer. These mechanical calculating devices were still in use, even during the Apollo moon missions. One of the iconic pictures from that effort shows a group of engineers engaged in solving a problem with a slide rule, a device that has all but disappeared from use today. So the Computer History Museum has a whole exhibit devoted to their story, because without those first steps, the huge mainframe computers, the handheld calculators, the laptop computers and smartphones might never have come into existence. Our last podcast, we talked about the clear line and contrast between the deeds of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. The Apostle Paul wrote in Galatians, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law but this is a fully mature thought and description. In other words, you can think of it as a destination. This is the place a mature believer and follower of Jesus will find themselves, not the path to that destination. This can be illustrated by thinking of driving to a specific location. Since we were talking about the computer history museum, let's use that. If you ask the question, how do I get to the museum, There are different answers depending on your level of understanding. If you are familiar with Silicon Valley, someone might be able to simply tell you, take Highway 101 to the shoreline exit. That would be all the direction you would need. But what if you were visiting from some other area for the first time? More detailed instructions would be needed for you to successfully find the museum. Coming from Oakland, Someone might tell you to take the Interstate 880 South ramp. Stay on 884 about 36 miles until you came to Highway 237 West, that will take you to 101, and then be sure and turn north. They also might offer some advice about how to avoid traffic or the landmarks to look for. But there could be a whole different level of detail as well. Get in your car, close the door, fasten your seatbelt, and start the car put it in drive, then turn left when you get to the street. And the details would continue on from there. But if someone was not familiar with driving, they might need that level of direction. At some point, we all had to learn those fundamentals of driving and become proficient at the task. We now take those basic lessons for granted, but that's not where we started. Thus, depending on your familiarity that is the level of instruction you may need. Our spiritual life is similar. The passage in Galatians is written to those that have an understanding of Jesus already. He is making the point what the spiritual destination looks like. But what if someone is not familiar with the spiritual path of Jesus? They need more step-by-step instructions. One of the places where this intermediate level of instruction can be found is so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now, for this very reason also, apply all diligence. In your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self control, and in your self control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before we discuss the matter of the instructions, note the beginning. He says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Peter says these blessings are accessed through the knowledge of the God of heaven and of Jesus. But that is not the end of the description. One of the words used here is the word excellence. Not many things in this world can be described as excellent and worthy of praise. It is the goal that every athlete, every artist, every engineer might wish to obtain, but it is rarely achieved, and even then it is fleeting. In contrast, the very nature of God is excellence and far above what we could achieve. Yet, what this passage says is that we have been granted access through the gospel to that excellence of God. Listen again, as we find ourselves propelled forward, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Peter moves this forward in the next verse when he writes, For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises— so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. There are two major images here that are directly related to what we have been talking about. The first is that we share in the excellence of God. We are granted access to that excellence because of the promises that God has made to us. The second is, is that what we would be moving away from. Peter speaks of the corruption of the world. There is an interesting tie-in here with what we were discussing in Paul's Galatian passage. Do you remember talking about Paul's use of the word carnal or fleshly? We talked about the idea that it was using the term for meat and described those that were following an immoral life as meat people, Peter's use of the word corruption is related. Meat, when left out, begins to spoil or rot. That is the word corruption Peter is using here. In essence, Peter is describing a world that is rotting like roadkill, and we have the opportunity to escape. But how? Again, back to Peter. Now, for this very reason, also apply all diligence in your faith supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence knowledge, and in your knowledge self-control, and in your self-control perseverance, and in your perseverance godliness, and in your godliness brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness love. The actions described by Peter are diligence, faith, moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. Each is connected to the others and builds upon one another. We will break these down further in future podcasts, but note that the fruit of the Spirit description in Galatians begins with love. If you remember, love, joy, peace. But Peter's process here ends in love. This is, in essence, a roadmap to take us away from the stench of a rotting world and towards the fruit of the Spirit and the excellence of the God of heaven. Can you imagine the awe and wonder of someone only familiar with a slide rule seeing a calculator for the first time? Can you imagine the awe and wonder of someone only familiar with a calculator seeing a smartphone for the first time? That is the story told by the Computer History Museum, The story told by the Gospel is taking people only familiar with the ugliness and hopelessness of this world and showing them the glory and excellence and love of God. It tells them that they can leave the rotting world behind and share in the very nature of God. The fruit of the Spirit is the goal, and Peter's words mark out the roadmap. Are you ready for the journey? Buckle up. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at ByTheStillWater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at by the still water podcast please consider subscribing this will alert you to new episodes when they are made available again thank you for listening